Hello, 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 and welcome back to the We Don't Want a Podcast. This is the show where two certified dipshits make uncertified takes about your favorite series. We are your hosts. I am Zach, and joining me as always is my co-host. He's definitely not a god. It is Scotty fucking Westside. <laughs> I knew. I was like, Zach's like, oh, I got an intro. I got an intro. I was like, yeah, he's going to make fun of my pecker, ain't he? <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy that yeah. you left it at that, though. Uh, how are you doing, pal? It's good to see you. Good to <laughs> see you. I'm good, man. How are you? Uh, phenomenal. Uh, I have. Wow. That That's uh, only slight sarcasm. I'm very tired. And have had oh. a bit of an upset stomach today, but oh, you know we little Scotty we play we tummy. play through the pain. You know I'm out mm-hmm. here. I'm like I'm like Jordan the flu game in the NBA Finals, man. Like that's that's the level of same level of co- competitivity. Yeah, I don't I'm know. I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, compa- I don't know anything that just came out of. <laughs> okay, fine, fine, fair yeah, enough. Uh, so you got a little upset tummy. Uh, I think I did. I legit think I got like food poisoning. Uh, You've been shitting yourself. It's not been great. Let me just phrase it that way. Dang. Uh, yeah. Does your booty need a little kiss? (laughs) Always needs one of those, especially (laughs) from you. Always, always, always. Okay. All right. I'm on my way. Uh, how are you, uh, bona fide number one Phillies fan over here? You dropped your (laughs) Astros finally. Is that what's going on? Fuck off. No, 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 no. Um, I can't remember. I'm sure I would have mentioned it, but we that that um, we have definitely talked about it on the podcast last year. We did. Okay, I but I don't think I mentioned that like the season was starting like this week. You did to me multiple times. Yes, but not on the podcast. I I don't know. Maybe. Okay, that's that's what my question was. Um, let us know down in the (laughs) comments below. He went to the Sandlot thing with the rad pitcher yeah. that smokes yeah, cigarettes yeah. and cowboy boots yeah, on the mound. Yeah, yeah, for you longtime fans, yeah, I went to the uh, the Sandlot baseball field out here in Austin, had a good time, and the the local team is called the Texas Playboys, and this is their deal. Texas Playboys so, is pretty good. So I, uh, yeah, I I figured I'd buy a hat, support support the cause. Actually, I think I hate that Texas Playboys. That's the more I think about it, the more cringe I think I think it is. Well, that was an, an extremely just, fast. Yeah, way. I did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I did a real quick 180 on that one for sure. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, Texas. Yeah, no, actually, that that's. Yeah. Listen, I'm sure they're cool, but correct me if I'm wrong. You said the uh, our our favorite dude. The, the yeah, the hottest guy that it fucking exists. Well, yeah, chain smoking cowboy boots pitcher was not in attendance, right? He yeah no he doesn't play for the Austin team he plays out of uh on a team out of Marfa Texas, lame uh, yeah lame 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 I mean they're a cool team they're called the the Yon- uh, Los Yonki Gallos. What does that mean? Yeah. It's I don't know it's like some fucking like rooster thing I don't know. Oh know. sick! They're <laughs> yeah. the cocks of the walk, baby. That's yeah. what it probably translates to. Yeah yeah yeah. That's awesome. Um, I hope you had a good time. Oh, dude, it was great. I mean, we were out in the sun for a long time, mm. um, which is actually an unintended pun. The name of the field is called the long time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's a pun exactly, but... Well, I mean... I mean... I mean... I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean 
The irony. The irony. There you go. Um, I don't even think that's irony, actually. Yeah, no. Uh, also, my my uh, sister on my dad's side, Serena, has moved out to Austin, and so we took her and her husband uh, to the uh, to the games, and uh, it was it was great, man. Had a really good time. That is great time. Phenomenal time. Day drinking and baseball. Yeah. Um, you know. Don't otherwise, just been playing playing lots of Harry Potter. Um, How have you not finished that game yet? Damn. You know, it's because. Cause I'm a little whiny baby boy, bitch. I yes. don't want. I don't want the magic to end, Scott. Yes. yes. Yeah, I am taking my time with it. Uh, oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Anyway, it's it's good though. Hey, uh, work's been good. You know, I have something I want to talk about, Zach. Okay, we. That's not allowed. Okay, we well, didn't discuss this prior to. <laughs> Not a lot. Well, it, it's going to have to be because what I want to talk about is this episode. Uh, oh. I don't want to dick around like we did last time and stretch our episode into two hours. And I especially don't want to do it now because I want to talk a lot about this episode because hot take. This episode's kind of a banger. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it kind of snuck up on me, uh, especially one particular thing. Uh-huh. Uh, um however, let me pause you here. God. I think we have one one quick note of some housekeeping. Yeah, yeah, tell me. We just like to just like to let everybody know for you long time we don't want a fans. All seven of you. Uh and then an even smaller audience that cares about one piece. True. Uh we will be discussing Scotty and I will be discussing um my mm. revisit and recap of getting through the next big chunk of One Piece. It's not really a revisit. Well, I I finally like went back to One Piece. Like, yeah, but it's sense? your first time through. You're not well, revisiting. Sure, okay. You're just continuing. Well, yeah, but you are. Yeah, and well, I always am constantly in a state of rewatching <laughs> some kind of One Piece. <laughs> That's just like my natural state of matter. All right, fair enough. Um, anyway, we're going to be talking about One Piece on a uh, kind of fun little little bonus episode, little boner episode for mm. you folks listening at home. Uh, this will not be a YouTube episode, uh, so you know, check it out wherever you guys listen to your podcast. Uh, hopefully, you guys are interested in that. I am. This is more of a passion project at this point because, like, I just I have had so much fun with it, and I am very excited to gush Zacky for boy. an entire episode uh, about One Piece. Hell so. yeah, Zacky boy wants to talk the One Piece, and I am super here for it. And that's another reason I didn't want to dick around here at the beginning because we still <laughs> have to record that tonight after this. What? So <laughs> hey, we're we're All doing right. the things we used to Why do. This we talk about every week two episodes. Oh, that was dude, wild. I know. Can you believe that? And now I can I can barely edit an episode a week. I know. Yeah. It's cuz I used to do all the editing. <laughs> and I'm you know, anyway, doesn't matter. Uh let's uh No, no, no. I was going to I was that was actually going to be a shot at me. It was I'm a perfectionist asshole that took way too long doing it. Anyway. Uh Yeah, that's your subtle way of saying that you were better at the No, I was right? actually worse at it. I'm just bad at editing and also it took me forever because it doesn't matter. Anyway, <laughs> this is Game of Thrones Season 6, Episode 3, Oathbreaker, which I'm trying to think of what that pertains to now that I yeah. think about it. What the fuck is mm -hmm. with that title? Maybe we'll maybe we'll touch on that. Are you ready to get into this recap, bud? I'm ready to do the thing. All man. right. Let's, let's, let's go. So we begin 
with everyone freaking out that John is alive again, including John himself. Mel asks John what happened to him after he died, and just like Beric Dondarrion told her, he says there was nothing. Uh, Mel now thinks that he must be the prince who was promised, but John feels like he failed and doesn't know why he's back. Davos gives him a great pep talk because of course he goddamn does. Davos rules. Yes. Uh, a lot of the men think resurrected John is some kind of god now, except Tormund and Ed, who are just happy to see him and crack jokes. Good jokes. By good way. jokes. Good, very good solid joke. jokes. Uh, and finally, three episodes into season six, we get to see our boy Sam. He tells Gilly that he's taking her and little Sam to his home at Horn Hill to stay with his family because women are not allowed at the Citadel. She protests at first, but then agrees if that's what's best. And this is what I was talking about. I was like, oh, shit, this is the Tower of Joy episode? <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Well, it's... Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, the, child, the Tower of Joy. We can call it what we want. Uh, Cracklin Oatbrand and the Three-Eyed Raven have a vision of a battle that took place at the end of King Robert's Rebellion. A young Ned Stark, Howland Reed, and four other companions who don't really matter uh, fight Sir Arthur Dane and another Kingsguard at a solitary tower in Dorne. Ned wonders where they were when the Mad King and Rhaegar were killed, but they only say Rhaegar wanted them here. Ned, however, only cares where his sister is. Despite the fight being six on two, Sir Arthur Dane is an untouchable monster, and the fight eventually becomes one-on-one -on -one between him and Ned. Ned gets disarmed and is about to die when a wounded Howland Reed stabs Dane in the back. Uh, Ned hears a woman scream in the tower and starts to go up when Bran calls out to him, and he turns to look. That might be important. That might be important. Bran tries to follow, but the Three-Eyed Raven pulls him out of the vision. Bran says that his father... Pull out game strong. <laughs> Three-Eyed Raven's pull-out game very strong. Uh, Bran says that his father heard him when he called, but the Three-Eyed Raven claims that he heard the wind, that the past cannot be changed. Bran says he doesn't want to end up a tree man, like the Three-Eyed Raven did, and he tells him that he will leave soon, but he first must learn everything. Uh, back in Essos, the Dothraki and Daenerys have arrived at Vase Dothrak, and she is not happy about her new place in the temple with all the other old Khaleesi's. Turns out all the Kalisars are gathered here, and their leaders will decide Daenerys's fate. In the Batcave, in Marine, Varys threatens that son of a harpy, wait, son of the harpy chick. Oh, yeah. Why did you why struggle that, with why, that so hard? I, I confused myself. <laughs> I confused myself. Usually. That sons of the harpy chick to get information, and he can be pretty damn menacing when he wants to be. Um, Tyrion, Missandei, and Grey Worm continue to have awkward and very cringy and uncomfortable scenes. Yeah, they're not great. Uh, Varys tells them that the Masters of Astapor... Young Kai and Volantis are the ones that are funding the Sons of the Harpy, and Tyrion wants to negotiate with them. In King's Landing, Kyburn is now in charge of Varys's little birds, mm. and Cersei wants uh, info for revenge on anyone that has mocked her. She plans on having Zombie Mountain fight for her in trial by combat once the Faith uh, puts forth their charges. 
Uncle Kevin, with an A, holds a new small council with Picel, Mace, and most importantly, Lady Elena, who wastes absolutely zero time in roasting Cersei. My fucking uh, goat. Dude, She's so great. Seriously. <laughs> uh, Jamie and Cersei want in at the cool kids' table, but Uncle Kevin is like, you can't sit with us. <laughs> you can't. We're too cool for you. We're out of here. Um, Tommy boy found some balls. Mm. He had to dig in there. Hell yeah. They fucking dropped. Doink. Uh, <laughs> I don't like either of the noises we just made. Doink. Well, yours was a... I didn't like that either. I can't even make that noise. Doink. <laughs> Dude. What, do I want to hear this? Yes. Okay. Quick pause. In, uh, in, in, uh, is, what's the show where there's always money in the banana stand? Oh, uh, Arrested Development. In Arrested Development, mm-hmm. how they all have their own idea. Oh, of the chicken. chickens. <laughs> dude, that's the, one of the funny, that's a hilarious show, but Such that bit in particular bit, is so funny. Yeah. It's, it's a really good <laughs> Chickens don't clap. Uh, yeah, yeah. Same uh, thing. Same thing. Anyway, it's a great bit. Yes. Um, Jesus, where was I? Tommy Boy found some balls. Mm. He takes a bunch of guards into the sept and demands the High Sparrow let his mother see her daughter's resting place. The High Sparrow says, no. And Tommy Boy immediately loses his balls again. <laughs> What's the opposite of the noises we made? Like, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) just sucking back in. (laughs) That was too good. That was way too good. Oh, man. Uh, Tommy Boy, yeah, immediately loses his balls Mm -hmm. again. The High Sparrow swindles his dumb ass so hard. Mm. Dude, the, actually, I'll share my thoughts later when we get to that part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Bravos, Arya does a bunch of more blind training with the Waif and begins to improve, which is good. Mm. The Waif is very pissed off about this, but Jacken is pleased and gives her back her sight after another elementary test. So easy. <laughs> so fucking easy, bro. At Winterfell, Lord Umber has come to get help from the Boltons to fight Jon Snow and his wildlings that he let through the wall. Umber knows that Ramsay murdered his father and doesn't care. He'll team up anyway. To seal the deal, he's brought Ramsay, Osha, Rickon, and the head of Rickon's dire wolf. Pop quiz, hot names. Sh- Sorry. Do you remember the name of Rickon's dire wolf? Shaggy Dog. No, very good. Okay. Yeah, you know, I figured since you hate the dire wolf so much, you wouldn't <laughs> Shut remember. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Uh, these are some names we haven't heard in a Truly. while. Osha and Rickon. Yeah. Uh, they still exist. Uh, back at the wall, John sentences the traitors that stabbed him to death by hanging. Sir Alistair stays proud to the end, saying he'd do the same thing all over again. Tiny Mouth. <laughs> this was for you, bud. Tiny Mouth Ollie dies with the rest of them. <laughs> John then takes off his cloak, hands it to Ed, and walks away saying, my watch is ended. Hell yeah. It's a banger, man. This, it's such a banger. This episode absolutely bangs. Um, I love the ending. Uh, I, it's, I'd say it's very solid throughout, but like a couple of really spectacular scenes, which of course we'll, we'll dive into. Um, 
but yeah, this episode kind of snuck up on me. Like I said, like I, I think I mentioned either in episode one of season six or maybe last episode, like this is where my memory of the show starts getting pretty hazy. Mm-hmm. So like the fact that it's like, oh shit, we're three episodes in and, and this is already happening. Like I did mm-hmm. not think, remember this happening now, you know? Right. And that's cool. You know, it's like experiencing it for the first time almost. Yeah. <laughs> the perks I, of a I, terrible memory. <laughs> I um I also like I always think about how I think that the season is incredible. Yeah. Uh truly. like it's in conversation for being like you know like top couple seasons. Um and I feel like I mean and obviously correct me if I'm wrong. I want you to have a chance to defend yourself, but I always feel like you kind of it like not not like shut that idea down, but I feel like you kind of sometimes push back on that. I, and I wonder if it's just because, like, you haven't watched season six, like, many times, like, the other seasons. But, like, uh, could be. This season is packed, dude. This, like, this season's... Constantly, I'm like, wow, this is great. This season's very good. And I definitely think it's in contention for probably around the three-ish range. I don't know if I'd put it exactly there. Um, this, this might be the second best season in my opinion. I, no, but, I think... It's three or four for me. Like, I'm sure we'll do our final rankings at some point. But I season one to me is like easy freezy, the second best season. Like, I adore season one so, so much. I mean, and I, and I can respect that. Um, I just I just feel like there's so <clears throat> much. Like, obviously, it's not world building as much as season sure. one. Yeah. But even this late in the show, like you're still getting the, this like element of like new information. Oh no, definitely. Um, and this was probably the height of us like watching the show together, discussing it every week, like theorizing to like no end. Oh yeah. Especially considering a lot of this is past the books, to where mm-hmm. it's like the full theorizing. You know, the the gates are open. You know, there's nothing holding right. me back from being like well, you know, I know this is coming. Like, for the most part, we're past all that, so. Yeah. Only thing you know that's coming is me. <laughs> I always know that's coming. <laughs> uh, why don't we go through step-by-step step like we do? Okay. Um, Let's talk about the wall. Yeah. I, fuck it. I wonder if, for Dude, those. Davos is so fucking. That's what good. I was going to say. I wonder <laughs> if the people who have been because i know there are some who have been watching through this show for the first time like as we go through it i wonder if like in early season two if like when i or you or one of us like ranted about how fucking great davos was Mm -hmm. people were like i mean he's okay why are these guys so obsessed with davos it's like i think he's good back then but this is where like end of season five into now into season six is where Davos cements himself as like one of my favorite characters. And it's scenes yeah. like this that that do it. I I I would agree with that. I so like I've all of the uh like accolades that we can give Davos and like how great his scenes are and uh I I would still always do that. I just don't think I put him quite as high on my like list of favorite characters because of so, how how much I love some of the other No, for sure. Um, and at what, and, I, and that has more to do with their storyline, not how rich of a character they are. Right. Like, because Davos is 
is fantastic. For sure. When I and by the way, when I say one of my favorite characters, like I have so many characters that I love in this show, that puts him in like the five to ten ish range, you know. Like, sure. Yeah, yeah. Which is extremely high praise considering there's there's a lot of good characters in this show. Yeah. But I think truly. I said it last week, and I'll say it again. Everyone needs a Davos in their life. Oh, yeah. Someone that can have a talk with them like this where John is obviously very like scared and confused. The dude just <laughs> came back from the dead. Dude, his acting on that, like it's pretty good. Like he looks terrified. Yes. Very, very props to Kate Harrington for sure. And Davos is just and you know, when John says, what does he say? Like, I failed. Like, I don't know what to great, do. Now go and, and fail yeah, again. Great. Go and fail again. And so he said, what is he? I didn't write it down exactly, but he says something to the effect of like, just keep shoveling the shit or, you know, until you can't shovel no more, you know, yeah, yeah. something to that effect. He's just. He also delivers <sighs> this line. He says, you were dead and now you're not. <laughs> That's completely fucking mad. Yes. <laughs> it's completely fucking mad. It seems to me. God, he's yeah. great. He's great. Uh, yeah. yeah. Mel, big, big fan of Jon Snow now, obviously. She, her allegiance is, uh, you know, a little bit all over the place sometimes. But uh, much like Jon sees later, you know, hey, a lot of people are kind of seeing him as some kind of a god now. So maybe valid for Mel there. It's, it's just weird to me, though, because <clears throat> she's met Thoros and Beric. Right. Like, why didn't she think... It's a fair Beric point. was this, like, I don't fucking know, chosen one. Maybe because Jon Snow also, in, in combination with him coming back from the dead, she's also just seen him be a badass a leader. leader. Like, sure. And, like, she's sensed, like, she, even, you know, before when Stannis was chilling at Castle Black, like, she said things to the effect of, like, I sense greatness in you, Jon Snow, or, you know things to that effect so i think she knows he's the real deal uh obviously super happy to have john back i think the the quick the conversations and the scenes he has with Tormund and ed are perfect they're great um yeah and yeah, yeah i'm absolutely. just happy they're all the gang's back together you know the gang is back together um Man, his, like, obviously there's the joke with, like, Tormund, yeah. but, like, when he gets to Ed... That's the best one. Yeah, like, just... <laughs> one, like, there's a lot of care for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, for each other, yes. and I love that. Yes, Because, uh, sure. like, we don't get a lot from Ed in, like, terms of, like... There's not a whole lot of back and forth. Like, he's, like, a one-liner kind yeah, of guy. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and, and honestly, and even here, he kind of is, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, like, there's just, I think there's a little bit more between this interaction. And, like, I, I like it and appreciate it because I really do like Ed. Um, but especially the fact that he's, like, that, that, was, that was funny. That was funny, he's, yeah. he's, like, are you sure that's you in there? I love the way he delivers that, too, because he's, like, he, he did tell he's almost like he's on the verge of tears because, like, he's so happy to see his friend back alive again. Yeah. And then John cracks that joke about maybe don't burn me yet. And Ed's like, that's funny. And then, like, he kind of gets this, like, terrified look in his eyes. And he's like, are you sure that's you? <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. very, very good. He's like, wait, John wasn't ever funny. Yeah. Uh, it's very good stuff. And also, we need to call this out, man. My boy Kit Harrington, Jon Snow. Dude. With, with the sick eye. 
scar oh with the face scar so hot I, well yes that i was gonna say his fucking workout routine that shot from the back like as he sits oh, yeah. up my dude is looking yoked looking well, good. cut not yoked but cut i mean they kind of mean the same thing no no yoked is just big what about strapped is that something different <laughs> no that's you and me on a friday night dude <laughs> Okay, fair enough. That's a totally, That's different, a totally thing. different thing. Uh, Kit Harrington looking good. We'll, we'll put it that way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just the, the face scar does it for almost I anybody. mean, yeah. he, Dude, the fight. One of my favorite parts of this scene, speaking of scars, is like right after he wakes up and he looks down and- Is when the Joker walks. <laughs> You're the worst. We live in a society, Zach. Calm the fuck down. <laughs> Dude, uh, that cracked my ass yeah up. that wasn't even a good joke <laughs> no, why did you think funny, that was dude. so speaking funny? of scars do you want to know how i <laughs> uh when john looks down and he sees all the fucking knife wounds in his gut and he's just like what the fuck yeah like that would be terrifying just like yeah what are these how am i alive what is happening uh yeah. it's a great scene uh then we get sam I'm happy My to boy. see Sam. He's uh, yeah. not having a great boat ride. I feel like I can sympathize with Sam. I don't love boats. Um, well, you can't swim. But that's more, so. yeah, that's more of a byproduct of I can't swim, so if I go overboard, I am super dead. I don't know if I get seasick. I can't remember the last time I was on a boat. Do you think, okay, like, like you can't swim to the extent of, like, if you fell in the water, you would drown and die? Um, I can do the dead man's float, so I can stay alive. Do you know what the dead man's float is? <laughs> yes, I do. That's literally the only thing I can do. That is so funny to me. Too. Dude, my body, like, I just, uh, there is no buoyancy in my body. I sink <laughs> like a stone, man. Yeah, you are. The only part of my float that's my... <laughs> I am dense. Uh, the only part of my head, the only part of my head, the only part of my body that floats is my head. So at least like my head has to be partially submerged for me to have any buoyancy. And don't make any, crack any fucking jokes about my head being full of air or something like that, you bitch. I mean, you just did it for me. Yeah, listen, I, th I thought I'd cut it off with the pass, you know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, That's don't like boats. Much. I feel for Sam. And, uh, yeah, you know, Sam's trying to look out for, do the best for little Sam and Gilly. Good for him, you know? Yeah, uh, it, it's, it's a little, like, I mean, I guess, like, to be fair, Sam doesn't know, like, he doesn't have any other options of what to do with Gilly. So, right. like, I, I guess I get it. But, He's going to take this wildling woman and child who she is calling his father to meet his dad who said he would kill him. Um, yeah. <laughs> My well, guy. I think in Sam's mind, him, and I think this is, some of this thought process is explored in the books, but like, him... The idea of him, like, knocking up a wildling girl, his father viewed as, like, that's pretty cool. Like, oh, maybe you are a man after all, you know, if you can get this wildling girl pregnant and have a kid. Like, sure. uh, Sam's father, his entire hatred of Sam stems from the fact that he thinks Sam is, like, a worthless coward. and a coward and not 
a man, basically. Like, mm-hmm. Sam's father, as we're going to see, he is a man's man, and he wanted an heir that was, you know, going to hunt and fight he, and fish and he's fuck. Like, uh, he's like uh, Robin Scherbatsky's father. <laughs> yes, exactly. That is a deep, deep cut. Jesus. Uh but yeah, and Sam wasn't that. So I think part of Sam's thought process is, is like, well, uh, he'll be cool with this because that proves, you know, that proves I'm a man, man. Also, whether, you know, whether or not Sam's dad believes it or not, uh, he can tell him like, yeah, I killed a Thin. I killed a White Walker. Like, I'm pretty cool. They call me Sam the Slayer. You know, yeah, I but don't mean his to brag. Like it, his dad would definitely be like, okay, you're making this up. True. A White Walker. Also his dad that, lives yeah. in the south in the reach right yeah the reach yeah okay you have a point but still i i think i think sam doesn't have many options for you know sure. gilly and like he says you know his sister and his mother are lovely like fuck his dad but they're lovely and they'll you know take good care of her so yeah sure uh anything uh, else from this scene no you want to talk about this tower of joy let's scene? fucking talk about the tower Damn. of goddamn joy I uh I j- I need to just share with everybody when when we were watching this in your place. Uh-huh. It showed the tower mm-hmm. and you immediately knew. Yeah. You were like, "Oh!" And ch- me and Chaz and Amanda were all like like, "What?" And you were just like, "Yeah." <laughs> so, here's the wild thing and let me give a little context here this happens this scene i didn't think we were ever going to get this scene because this takes place in the books in book one kind of sorta not fully to this extent not quite as like clear cut as this is uh it's basically like a ned dream slash memory um but yeah that's book one shit i thought we were way past that yeah. So the fact that we're getting it here now in season six, yeah, I was like, what the fuck? But yes, yeah. I, I knew, like, I, I think I might have been reading book one at a time or something like that because I, I do remember, I was like, I knew instantly what was happening. And yeah, I was like, as soon as it, you oh, get, like, the upshot shit. of the tower, like, and them writing, yes, it's the group tower. of guys writing too. Yes. Although it did throw me off because it's seven on three in the book and six on two in the that's a kind of a weird change they decided to make but whatever uh but yeah i was hype and kind of lives up to it kinda, it does live up to it yeah this is a great hype. scene it's dude so are cool. you kidding me it's so, it's so cool. sick the, my only my only like uh frustration is that we don't get to see more arthur dane yes. and that's not that's not a fault of the scene it's just no arthur dane is a fucking baller he dude. is i kind of wish they had cooled it a little. I, I, it, this really, this is a quibble, but it really stuck out to me on this watch. Uh, they c- could have cooled it just a little bit with his sword flourishes. Yeah, like yeah, my yeah. dude never stops twirling his swords, <laughs> and I'm <laughs> yeah. like, you know, maybe just a little less. Like, do less. You know, it's like that uh, that scene in uh, uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall where he's surfing, learning how to surf from Paul oh, Rudd. Yeah. He's like, nah, do less. Too much. Do less. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say to to my boy Sir Arthur Dane here. Just like, nah, do less, do less, buddy. Dude, uh, I saw, but he's still I a s- badass. I um, 
this is a super side bar, oh, cool. but y- we love your this. comment just reminded me. I saw an interview, you may know this already, mm-hmm. but an interview of um, Jason Siegel mm-hmm. from Forgetting Sarah Marshall. His breakup scene at the beginning of that mm-hmm. is is based off of a real breakup like that, that he, he had, had in his life. I think I like, had heard that. Like he was naked, he thought that she was coming over for sex. And it was like, no, we we need to talk. That's so amazing. And it, it's it's what's even funnier is that he was like, this part didn't make it into the movie because it was too long. But in the middle of the breakup, he he stopped her and was like, I need to put on clothes. And he goes to his bedroom to put on clothes, and he picks an outfit to get broken up in. Like like he's like trying to decide <laughs> what outfit to wear. So and he's strange. like, dude, I was in my room for like 20 minutes trying to figure out what to wear. That is <laughs> what? so absurd, dude. I would pick out my worst clothes because it's like, these these are bad luck clothes. This is my no, breakup he, outfit. No, he did the exact he's, opposite. He's trying he to like... her favorite outfit. Okay, I see. Okay, that's, yeah, that's the Hail Mary strat. That's like yeah, the, yeah, yeah. she loves this outfit, maybe she'll stay with me. <laughs> <laughs> that is a Hail Mary, and I Dude, love it. it's so fucking funny. That is and funny. I'll, I'll have to send it to you. It's, it's a really good interview. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> tell what, yeah, t- tell me about... Your Tower of Joy experience. Yeah, so, um, well, okay, so I I had read book one. To be honest with you, I didn't make the, the correlation. Sure. Um, uh, until after the fact, and we were talking through it, and like I was like, oh, that's right. You yeah. know, like, that's from that, like, dream thing, memory thing. Uh, but it's, well, okay, so at, at this point, you and I were deep in like conspiracy holes. Oh yeah. Like like we were theory crafting fucking, all day. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And this was it, you know, for any of you longtime Game of Thrones fans, this is way before like R plus L equals J was like confirmed and like yeah. uh all all that fun stuff. And it, it was a lot of that theory hinged on what happened at the Tower of Joy. Correct. And so once I like like once the episode finished or like the scene finished and like I realized what this was, I was like immediately, dude, the gears started yep. turning and I was like, oh my god, dude, like we're <clears throat> we're getting so like close to the answers and yes. it's almost this like thing that's like part of the beauty of it is the mystery, but I still gotta know, like right, I need yeah, to know, um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, other than that, like, obviously, Arthur Dane is cool as shit. Cool as I- shit. I've always thought that, like, Helen Reed is a really cool, like, idea yes. of a character, and I'm sad that we don't get him. A hundred percent. Yeah, and also, like, it is a little interesting. Maybe you can shed some clarity, because this might just be me misremembering something, but, like, why why is it conveyed that, that Ned beat um well i mean just because like you know this is supposed to be a very honorable duel you know like howland stabbing him in the back like bran you see bran's reaction here where he's like he stabbed in the back like that's like you know may seem like ridiculous and silly to us but like that's because it's obviously life and death but like that was like extremely dishonorable to do and you know and ned's the honorable lord eddard stark would never have you know want to duel yeah in such a manner dishonored himself in that way 
Uh, so dumb. Ned. Yes, very so much so. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't think I don't think that's a Ned thing though. Like he he basically was credited by everyone because Howland Reed is a nobody. Like nobody knows him outside of the North, and more specifically, like at uh, Lord Eddard. Um, so yeah, I mean, all the credit is going to go to Ned for killing the greatest, you know, warrior, the greatest Kingsguard in the realm. And, but Ned always, from what I remember, like downplayed it. Like, you know, Bran tried to get him to talk about it, but he never yeah. really would. He wouldn't talk about this yeah, like yeah. stuff at all. Uh, so yeah, I don't, I don't think that's on Ned, but, Fair. um, okay. but it is cool to see that reaction of like, you know, it dawning on Bran of like, oh, he's way better than my dad. And like, yeah. how the hell does my dad possibly win this, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it's cool just to see the fight. Like, I think he's the, better than my dad. And then uh, Blood Raven's yeah. like far much better. Yeah, far, <laughs> yeah, better. far, far better. Uh, the fight is cool. The choreography is cool as hell. Um, and yeah, while I do wish we got more Howland Reed in the show, because I think he is an interesting character, I just I'm I'm stoked to see this time period specifically. Like anything we get of like Robert's Rebellion era is I want it. Like I just want to right. see it because that's cool stuff. Which is this might be a conversation for another time, but sure. I am gonna kind of probe this a little bit. Yeah. Uh it's so interesting to me because and I, I agree with you by the way. When you shared this thought with me, I was like, you know what, that makes sense and I agree with it. But during the time of like all these Game of Thrones spinoffs like being mm-hmm. talked about you you always held your ground about not wanting a Roberts Rebellion spinoff yeah I I don't get me wrong I would love to see it I just don't know how you create any mystery mystery or tension or excitement in it because we've already seen the climax basically I mean I suppose you could argue the climax is the battle at the Trident, you know, like where Robert fights Rhaegar. I mean, yes, but also like World War Two movies are still good. Yeah, we no, know we yeah. know how that goes. Like You're you get attached wrong. to characters. You know, but like, I mean, you get attached. having seen this scene specifically, this is like the reveal. This is like the scene, and obviously, what's still coming. Um, Me? that would like fucking hell. <laughs> that would like cap the show off. You know, like. This is how you end the entire show of Robert's Rebellion. And you yeah. we just saw it. So like how do you That's do I, that I, again? I, that's that's fair. That's fair. And I think I think the stronger case cuz I I mean I don't disagree with that, but I think the stronger case is that there's so much in this world to discover. For sure. That's like the, I the, think that's also my big thing. World of Ice and Fire is massive right. and I just I want more of it. So 100%. Whatever. Anyway, I that's that's a uh different conversation yes let's uh let's uh, maybe oh, as quickly as possible last thing, last thing hold on hold on last thing brand shout that's what i was just about to say oh, okay yeah yeah we need to talk about the fact that uh brand calls out to his father and ned turns around and looks for something as if he heard bran who is seeing a vision of the past Boy, did this kick up a lot of theories, both between us and like well, amongst I, the community, of course. And what's crazy is, is like, in a way, these were theories that kind of already existed. Sure. Yeah. 
And it was, for so many people who were ride or die on these theories, this was, like, this right. solidified it. Um, and, which, you know, Bloodraven tries to pass it off. as like, oh, no, he heard the wind, bro. Like, the, what does he say? The ink is dry. The pass has already been written. You yeah, cannot change I, I it. I like that line, by the way. It's a pretty good line. But yeah. also, like, as he says it, I feel like there's an element of, oh, you, oh he, he, you know he lying. Like... Yeah, he he is because especially the way when Ned turns and like Bran looks shocked as well. There is like a zoom in on uh the three eyed Raven's face as well. And you can there's a look of recognition of like, oh, like, shit, oh, this shit. is happening. Like, oh, boy. uh So there's just there's way more here than he's letting on, I think, was our oh, yeah. feeling at the time. For oh, sure. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. um But the possibilities that that opens up are wild yeah dude. are it wild just you know what's you know what's really hard on like how to do this like on like on the podcast scott is like for our listeners although there there are few of you that are watching game of thrones for the first time at, at this pace with yeah. us i i i just i want to like give like like oh hey have you thought of this theory have you thought of this theory but yeah, like yeah, yeah. I also don't want I know that it would be hard to remove myself from like my bias and what I know. It's tough what you, when you already do know. Where yeah. It is. yeah. Yeah. But dude, that was just that was aside from the show being so great. Mm-hmm. That was what made the oh, experience perfect. So fun. So, so perfect. Fun. Yeah. Uh so yeah, I I just wish there was some way to convey that. I guess if if you are you know, uh watching game of thrones for the first time and you've you've never you know read the books or anything like that um there are some really great videos you just obviously have to be careful there's some great videos that are out there from uh what's the guy that we, would, oh, that we uh, uh, alt shift x alt shift x yeah. uh great theory videos obviously go back to like that time when these mm-hmm. episodes were coming out there's a lot of theory crafting i'm really sure he cool has stuff. playlists like episode recaps those would probably be good ones yeah yeah just just cool stuff man and that was that was just such a fun experience and like it was moments like this that we're talking about with brand that was like oh my god right. we gotta talk about this yeah. so yeah it was a wild time to be watching it like live <laughs> yeah, for sure it was, dude uh let's knock out this east stuff real quick because there's yeah. not a ton Fast, here please. uh just danny uh she's at the temple and this chick's like oh yeah i remember you uh you were supposed to do all these things and then called Drogo died, so. And then, hey, I was supposed to do all these things, yeah. and then, you know, and then, hey, she was <laughs> supposed to do all those things, and then, you know. Shit like, happens, am I right? Yeah. Uh, sucks to suck. I don't know what to tell you. Um, so, yeah, uh, but now things are looking worse for Daenerys because Daenerys is like, what are you talking about? I just, I'm supposed to live out my days here, right? And she's like, ah, well, yeah, but you also left. So now they're going to get together and decide what to do with you. So that may not turn out well for her uh, to be continued there, I guess. Uh, I love this Varys right. scene because yeah. like Varys being like watch him cook. Man. Yeah. Oh, boy. He is cooking. He is like just like calmly menacing in a way that's like reminiscent to Tywin, but like in a more like kind of like oh i wouldn't hurt a fly kind of way Uh that only varus can pull off uh and it's good i love i like this scene a lot yes 
good good to see him playing a game yes again. yes it's been uh, far too fucking long yeah truly like season two i feel like since we've seen shit like this from him yeah well he has a couple of conversations with oh season well, three probably too yeah yeah um, but um and then we get this Tyrion Missandei oh Grey Worm God. scene do we have to uh, talk about this we do uh because it's bad and i need to call it out <laughs> So uh, bad. Why are their scenes so bad, dude? Okay, so here here's my theory, and I I I feel like you'll agree. I feel like at some point, like the deliverance of like of Tyrion's lines are almost in a way meant to be like witty and comedic. I mean, mm-hmm. they always have been. Yes, but I just feel like they were like, we need to make this funny. Or yeah, try and make this funny. They're trying because, like, way too hard to, for Tyrion to be funny. For Yeah, for that to be, like, his staple. Yes. Which, he is witty and he is funny, but... The writing needs to be good. It's never felt forced. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And boy, this is, this is just... It's, like a, it's watching a train wreck. It's really, it's, it's bad. It's fucking bad. And this is not the first terribly awkward scene we've gotten between these exact fucking three in this season mm-hmm. and my guess is it's probably not the last either right uh yeah. literally the only saving grace is that Missandei is hot as shit truly uh this trio is awful i i do appreciate a little bit i will say to give it a little bit of credit because i don't want to be like overly negative the gray worm patrol bit is kind of funny just how he like just okay, okay will okay, not okay. stop saying okay, the okay. word patrol like that's kind <laughs> of funny just like when i go on patrol getting back from patrol what i find on patrol and it's just who like I okay on patrol. uh yeah who i killed on patrol <laughs> like that's kind of funny that's a pretty good bit yeah yeah, yeah. uh let's go to king's landing uh oh no, no, well hold on Look, oh, sorry. Yeah, storyline. Yeah, yeah. Story yeah, here, yeah. Oh, actual shit. Actual storyline. Yeah. Story <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> so we we have learned that the Sons of the Harpy, and it's funny because it's like it's stated in a way that's like this big reveal. Yeah. And it's it's kind of like, oh, you guys couldn't have seen that coming. Like you guys didn't yeah. fucking call that. Uh, yeah. Anyway, the Sons of the Harpy are being funded by the Masters, uh, in Astapor, Yunkai, and Volantis. Yeah. Um, and it's not ideal. There is there are some mixed feelings on how to address this and handle this among the, for lack of a better word, uh, council, sure. the small council, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and Tyrion decides that he would like to negotiate with him. Uh, you know, he he wants to politic, right? right? He right, wants right. To, that's his thing. That's his thing. He's a um, talker, which. Which he, I mean, he is, he has, he has a good track yeah. record of good politicking, so I, I don't blame him, um, but that's just definitely something to look out for, Yeah. Uh, kind of how that unravels. For sure. Um, back in King's Landing. Yep. Uh, we get a very, like, Children of the Corn, like, <sighs> scary-ass fucking scene yeah. with Kyburn and all these children. Yeah, listen, it's just it's fucking it's weird. All dude. kind of creepy and weird. Um, I do love uh, Jamie just like mocking the the zombie mountain openly, and then yeah. again, like, like when he looks at him. Uh, yeah, this whole this whole scene is just like whatever. But 
Um, I love the new small council scene. Oh, yeah. Very specifically. Well, okay. I have one, one note I will talk about. But the way that when it's it kind of in the later part of the small council meeting, when Jamie basically says something effective like, oh, the you know Lord Commander of the King's Guard does sit on the small council. Pycelle, can you confirm that for me? And my fucking dude, Mace, turns... The, did you catch the way he turns and looks at Pycelle just with like... like Flabbergasted? Just, no, no. Just like he is locked in, interested, like, oh, yes, please. Explain oh to us, Pycelle. God. Like... Yeah, okay, yeah, is the Lord Commander of the King's Guard. He is just like, my dude is zeroed in on Pycelle. He is and ready to hear this when explanation. He turns, it's not just like, it's like, he's like a... No, oh yeah, it's it's so good. Go rewatch body. that scene just for that one part. Just the look on Mace's face as he like gets clarification on the King's Guard Mace appreciation thing. space. Dude, it's Am so right? funny. We love Mace. Uh... You know what's what I what I realized on this rewatch? Um, I don't know that I've ever really had this feeling, but seeing Jamie and Cersei like play at something together, oh, it's kind was, of was cool. Like, oh, I was gonna say, kind of weird, huh? <laughs> no, I like it. You liked like, it? I liked it. Like, I was like, ooh, like, like they would be really tough. Because like Jamie, Jamie is super witty. Yes, like Jamie oh, has sure. like fucking quips, bro. Yeah, yeah. And Cersei is menacing. Yeah. Uh, like I think it would be fucking like powerful to see them like play like play at something together, and like we don't really get that other than this. You're kind of, and right. it doesn't really work. Yeah. Like, in, in this scene, um, Kevin's just like, nah, I'm out. <laughs> Peace. Like you can't out talk me if I'm not here. Psych. <laughs> I uh I realized while we while we were doing the recap that you it's been like like you don't remember uh Mean Girls jokes. Oh yeah, no, I don't. We talked about I this. I fucking hate you. I'm God sorry. Damn you. The you you can't sit with us is from Mean Girls. Oh, I I figured it was from something, but I was like, yeah, I don't know what he just did. <laughs> You're such a bitch. I, sorry, that sounds like a Mean Girls line too. Um. Did we really need the parcel fi- the Picel fart humor though? Like, come on, that's yeah. that's leave that shit in season five. Like, yeah, that was some season five ass writing when you know the mountain walks in and Picel's shit talking. Kind of season him and, seven writing too. Well, listen, we're not there yet. Let's not let's not give me okay, PTSD right, okay. about season seven yet. Uh, but yeah, Olena. I love the mace part, but Elena roasting Cersei's ass just immediately, immediately. is also phenomenal. Oh, what yeah. does she say? So like, you're not the queen. You're not married to the king. I know that can be confusing in your family sometimes. Dude, just savage. I mean, just filthy, yeah. dude. She's so great. Always yeah. love to have her uh, in any episode. Uh, and then Tommy boy, oh boy, just when I thought, like, you, just when you think he's turned a corner, he gets finessed so hard. Yeah, yeah, like, he gets, like, like, old man, like, grandpa, like, come have a seat with me. (laughs) Oh, come sit down, sonny, I'll tell you about how I used to whittle my shelf of VCRs. Dude, he, like... 
from well, I mean the whole, the entire scene really, but like, it, I hate the the high school. Oh yeah, and I just I hate this whole storyline. But his his tact. The Credit dude knows how dude. to manipulate. He, the dude is is good. Uh, yeah, from the pro- second, we from the probably second, don't give him enough props for that because we hate him. Yeah, but he he him. is a very good manipulator. Like legit, he's like, "Do you mind? It's my knees." Yeah, yeah. He's like, "Let let me just change this dynamic real quick." Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he invites him over and just starts fucking preaching to him. And Tommy is like, is minced bro i mean he's nothing <laughs> he's, he's so absolutely done. minced I, yeah he gets the, all the guards to back off hey we're just all friends here we're all pals like listen you're my king bro i love you hey let me i'm just an old ass man let me let me tell you what what things look like from my perspective and it's just like tommy boy you were making some progress Dude, should have just killed them all, man. He should have. Also, your Shit. wife is still in fucking prison, and you're not doing dick about it, dude. She yeah. literally showed you the time of your life. What are you doing? My guy! Yeah. Yeah. It's so disappointing. Yeah, it truly uh, is. Anything else in King's Land? No. Fuck that place. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, it's not much better where we're going. Go to Bravo's. Ah, yeah. I mean, it, there's there's some there's some momentum. There, there finally. is progress. Finally, yeah, finally. Uh, I will say that the the Arya like training montage. Mm-hmm. I I it's it's cool. It's I, fine. I think it, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, and I do like the waif getting frustrated. Um. Yeah. Screw the waif. Yeah. Fuck the waif. Yeah. This but is, also, this is not we... a wave appreciation space, <laughs> <laughs> my guy. But also, can we just talk about Ugh. like it's just so it's so funny that Jackin just gave her this exact yeah, 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 same yeah. test. Hey, He's drink like, this. I swear it's not poison, bro. Oh, but also, yeah. The if you say, yeah, 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 yeah. no, that, that part too. Yeah, yeah, I forgot that, about even that. If a girl tells me her name, I will give her her sight back. And she's like, a girl has no name. And he's like, hey, you want your sight back? (laughs) (laughs) Jack and my guy. Dumb, dude. Yeah. Uh, Uh, But listen, we've given this Arya training arc a lot of shit, and deservedly so. But it took two seasons. It's taken so long, and we're finally fucking getting somewhere. Maybe, for all we know, maybe not. He could turn her blind again tomorrow. Who knows? This guy. Dude, I don't know. She might answer a fucking easy question wrong. Yeah, she might be like, he might ask her if a girl Scantron tells me her name. might scan yeah. wrong, like incorrectly. She might accidentally say, oh, yeah, no, I am Arya. Uh, yeah. Easiest test ever. Um, This <sighs> Winterfell thing real quick. Uh, All these guys are dicks. Yeah. But I, I kind of respect the umber dick the most because he's the most honest about what a dick he is. He's like, yeah, no, I'm not kissing your hand. I'm not calling you my lord fuck you yeah uh well and and i like i do like that he's like that's i mean essentially like we're we're seeing this like this younger generation like take take over right and and he's like out with the old yeah right Uh, out with the old ideas with the old alliances old everything he's like your dad swore an oath to rob stark that didn't stop him from stabbing rob stark in the heart did it so i'm gonna cut i'm gonna cut through that bullshit and how about i just like show you that i'm 
Like I'm playing your game. Right. I got a gift for you. Uh, yeah, it's I I it's it's an interesting interaction. Like I don't give a fuck about Ramsey. Um, but I do like I do like the North politicking. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wish that we get more of. Hey, I'm gonna wear the Scott hat for a second. I wish that we got more of like the northern politics the yeah. way that we get in the books. Because it is really good in the it books. It is literally some of the best stuff in the books, yeah. and it's just not present here. Like the fact that uh the uh oh, what's the White Harbor house's name? The Manderleys. The fact that the Manderleys are mentioned like once in the show is a crime. Because yeah. Lord Manderley and just everything surrounding them and their storyline and the Great Northern Conspiracy and the Glovers is, and- yes is so fucking good and interesting and it's just not here and that does sadden me uh, yeah. because it's great stuff but yeah and and it's not so like I I just want to be clear like because I you're a real shithead yes, when you do I this. Know. I'm not saying like a oh it's better in the books like like that's not how it happened no, in the yeah. books but like it's just it's just something that I genuinely like enjoy about like like low fantasy medieval like storytelling is, is like, the politics is, is right? the politics yeah. yeah I love it yeah uh and it's so it, it's just a really enjoyable like part of the story to me so it it would have been cool to to be able to see that For sure. but I mean it is what it is uh, uh only through two, two no three no. Is it just John and Arya's direwolves that are still alive? Oh, Brands too, as of right yes, now. So three, summer. three, three direwolves left. Uh, R.I.P. to you, boy, Shaggy Dog. Uh, Rickon, sure, he he sure hit puberty, huh? <laughs> he looks a little different than last time we saw him. I mean, yeah, we haven't seen him in fucking three seasons. <laughs> True. Yeah. Uh, uh, this is very good funny. for him. Grow up, kid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is. This this took a turn for me because because up until this point we don't get anything about like the northern conspiracy mm-hmm. or you know like like Rickon obviously you right, know right. Uh, I I just kind of like wasn't expecting it and when when he's brought out it was like oh it comes out of left fuck. field for sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense yeah. when, it, when it happens. You're like, yeah. oh, okay, well, duh. I mean, they uh, were, when they broke up, they were up. She said, like, she was going to the Umbers, right? I mm-hmm. think way back in he, season he wanted three, him. right? Bran wanted, yeah. yeah, Osha to take him to the Umbers. So, yeah. yeah, this all makes sense. And uh, it's just like, that was so long ago. Yeah, it's like, oh, right. That was a plot thread, you know, type of thing. So. Yeah, so. Uh... Yeah, Shaggy Dog's uh, Sh- Shaggy Dog is dead. Yeah, R.I.P. My guy. Fast. Yeah, fuck that. Uh, and and that's about it in in uh in Winterfell. Yep. Anything anything else? No. Uh, this last scene though, we got we got back at the wall, ending it on on another hype note. Uh, there's something about the way this entire scene I adore, but there's something about the way that. John is just kind of waiting in his chambers. Ed comes and gets him. And you see him just throw the his like bloodied leather like vest thing that he was wearing when they stabbed the shit out of him on the table. Like there's just something about 
like that little moment that I absolutely love because it's like yeah he probably doesn't I mean Alice Alice is one thing but like having to like go hang this kid Ollie who he thought you know he was close with and had you know like he was like grooming to be you know like uh a leader a leader in the Night's Watch like he probably has to like sit there and like psych himself up almost by like remembering what they did to him to even go do this. And I just, it's a small thing in this scene, but I really love that. Just like the bloody vest, like him kind of throwing it down as he walks out. It's a good call out. Yeah. It's not something I really like picked up on. And uh, yeah, I mean, it does, I think it does carry a lot of weight and it probably is exactly that. Like he is like, because he's not happy about this like when no, he goes out there not. like he's I not mean, he's comfortable not a person right no he's not comfortable with this like just when they start telling the things to him like you shouldn't be alive he just he doesn't even refute it he just kind of like yeah. stares off into the distance and like john is going through some shit to say the least yeah uh but yeah this this scene's very good yeah and uh obviously you know we all know that alistair's a piece of work mm. um but he we've talked about this a million times but he he is one of these these antagonistic characters that 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 just work yeah like like they they're so good yep. at being the bad guy yep uh and i love it you know and uh not in the way of like like oh he's my like like he's a character that i really like like love mm-hmm. you know and and care for like not in that manner right but I just I love how he goes out. It's so true to character. Yep. It just it just works for um, his purpose in the story. He is perfect. Yeah. Like he does. Yeah, I'm not going to sit here and tell you like, oh, yeah, top five favorite characters, Charles Thorne. Like, no, of course not. But for what he is meant to do and what his role is. Excellent. Amazing. Excellent. Yeah, truly. Uh, And and then John gives up his his uh Lord Commander's cloak. It's so good. And uh, walks away and says, my watch has ended. Oh, I love it. Uh, which is good. And and I think that this is going to be, like, actually articulated. But, I mean, it, in theory, I guess, like, if, if you are new to this, uh, I guess, uh, world, like, in theory, he, he has already died for the Night's Watch. Yeah. Like, his his... His duty has been fulfilled. Right. Obviously, um, this is not something that happens on the regular people coming back from the dead. Right. But this is, I mean, we had theorized about this basically exact thing leading up to season six. You know, I think right. like we talked about, you know, before we all knew John was coming back or, you know, as much as we could know. We were very confident in it. Sure. And I think we also, you know, had talked about the possibility of. Oh, it's right there in the Night's Watch vow. It shall not end until my death. Uh, John has died. So therefore, his... Now he's free to go fight oath, his battles yep, in, the, in the South. His oath, his obligation to the Night's Watch is done. And this is how you get John into a more pivotal role in the story. Like, obviously, he's been pivotal. You know, Lord Commander of the Night's Watch. you can now bring him into the fold. Correct. You can... Put him wherever you want. You can put him in the South. You can make him more important for the overall politics of the realm. Uh, and this is his out. Uh, yeah. 
Is this what the title is referring to? Because that doesn't make any sense. He's not breaking an oath. To be honest, dude, I don't know. What is this title fucking talking about? <laughs> or is it referring to like Sir Alistair and them, maybe? That'd be Oathbreakers. It could it could be. Did I title it wrong? No, I hope no, I think I think it is Oathbreaker, because Yeah, I didn't really think about that after watching the episode, but after we put the title card up, I was like, the fuck is this t- episode title talking Let's about? Why is Game of Thrones? Oh boy, you are not Googling this. Season six, episode three, titled Oathbreaker. This is fascinating. Why is the episode called Oathbreaker? Title of this episode is a reference to several characters breaking oaths. Uh, small John Umber breaks his family's oh, oath to the sure. Lords of the Starks by turning over Rick onto the Boltons. Daenerys is forced, forced to fulfill her obligations to return to Vice Southrack after King Caldrogo. That's not her breaking an oath, no. Oath break uh, even a little bit. Uh, That's literally not, yeah. And John leaving the Night's Watch. No, nah, he didn't break his oath. I, I take yeah. issue with that. The, the umber one yeah. is the only legit one. Anyway, yeah, doesn't matter. Fuck him. Uh, any f- other... <laughs> Drew. Uh, any other final thoughts about this episode before we move into... Just really just overall, man, season six is, is doing it for me. I agree. I concur. It's been, it's been three solid episodes. Yes. And I think like, this is the best one so far. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But there's not a lot of seasons that start that way, dude. Solid, uh, solid episodes. Season, season four, one, maybe. Season one, season four for sure. Yeah, well, I mean, season and those four are the has best. the best opening episode. Those are the but, best two seasons. Spoiler but, alert. What's season four, episode two? Uh, two sort. No, that's episode. I don't know. That's that's the no. First it's that's... it's the purple wedding. Is episode two? Oh, shit. Yeah. Right. Season fuck. four. Yeah, fucks, yeah. dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, it does take crazy. a small lull for like two episodes. I, feel like. I, I think like episode like four and five, like, four or like and five, five and six. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, we'll, Whatever. We'll take anyway. That later. Uh, let's uh, go into who be thrown in. Here's that thing we do. That thing that we do where we last left off. Uh, our new rule that will never ever be broken again. Jon Snow, you come back from life. Come back from life. Come back to life from the dead. That's the thing that I said. Uh, you get number one on the list. He was number one. Davos for being a baller and great pep talks. Did all we around. give Beric number one when he came? Probably <laughs> not. <laughs> <laughs> like we said, we always are a hundred percent consistent with these. Yeah, with these rules. Uh, Mopman prophecies, also known as Ramsey Yikes. Bolton, was at three. Uh, My dude Ed, I forgot we had put him on the list at four. He brought the pain. He brought one 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 should have made the list. Uh, at four and five at Melisandre, you know, maybe under crediting her because she, she, she did the reviving, but what are you going to do? Um, what do you solid th- list though? I mean, yeah. fuck mop man, but like, seriously, it makes sense that he's there. So I'm going to go ahead and say Davos is going to stay. Yes. I think his John's going to stay. John's for me. probably going to stay. Mel can come down. Uh, Ed had a great scene with John, but I think he can. Pro- Although he did become, he did just become Lord. Well, Com- well kind of. He
Ramsey for yeah, Ramsey he has he a case might, too. Yeah, he he's gonna be in the conversation. Um, so Mel is really the only one I think we can easily say is coming off. Wow, I would like to say that I I don't really think that Ed will make it for me unless you have like a very strong case. Um, no, just the fact I think you know him becoming interim lord commander is a big deal but there might be bigger cases out there i cannot find melisandre there we go um i'm gonna leave him here for now just in case but okay. i think i agree with you uh what about Arya getting i was her i was back? thinking i was thinking Arya. Yeah, yeah let's let's get her on there, there. oh well i still have her blind um in this picture what about bran <laughs> what about my guy crackling over <laughs> You forgot about that bit, totally didn't you? Forgot about <laughs> you totally that forgot about that, that bit. That fucking bit. You're such an idiot. I'm the dude. best. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh my god, that's really good. Um Oh, here's another one. Fuck this guy, but he finessed the ever living hell out of Tommy Boy. I have a feeling I'm going to be very unhappy with this list. I also have a feeling. Um, if we have Mothman, Bran, and the fucking High Sparrow in contention, I quit, dude. I quit. Listen, we've had worse. Season 5, Arthur definitely. Dane. Arthur Dane. No. He, I don't care, dude. I don't care he, that he died. He gets Arthur God, Dane. dude. Uh, okay, I will give you a young Ned, though, if we want to look up a young Ned Stark. Yeah, but he got worked, dude. Hey, scoreboard. Who's alive? Who's dead? Scoreboard, my dude. Yeah, but fucking scoreboard, dude, bro. Arthur Dane who, is such a baller. Who is world renowned as the slayer of Sir Arthur Dane? Hmm? Also, Who's he's world, world renowned, renowned slayer as of this dick. No, no, no. Shit, I was gonna use that joke, but in a much better way. World-renowned slayer of Sir Arthur Dane's hot-ass sister, by the way. Uh, that's the big rumor, is that when Ed, uh, Edard, Ned, returned uh, the family sword, Sir Arthur Dane's uh, family uh, sword, which is made from a meteor, by the way, which is very cool. Yeah. Uh, in Starfall. Yes, in Starfall, uh, Sir Arthur Dane had a very beautiful sister, and uh, it is heavily rumored that she is Jon Snow's mother, and uh, Ned Ned did that dirty thing with her. Ned boinked that. Yeah, yeah. He slayed in many ways. Uh, so, what's the name of uh, Dawn. the sword? Dawn. Dawn. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Great stuff. Little 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 trivia tidbit for you there. I don't know about that. Feels weird. It having happened in a vision though. Giving any of them thrown in privileges. Um, I mean, like, I mean, technically, if we were going to give it to any of them, it should be Howland Reed. Like, that dude was clutch. I mean, yes, he was. That dude hit the buzzer beater. Like, 100%. Yeah, no, he did. Yeah, let's, let's, let's maybe table that. I think that's a win for <laughs> Cracklin' Oat Brand, possibly. <laughs> like, just the whole us getting to see that. Yeah, okay, all right, that's... That's fair. I don't. I don't disagree with that. Uh, um, I can't think of any. I Jamie and Cersei. No, v- Varys. Ooh, I hadn't thought about that. That that might be something there. Yeah. Uh, I can see a Varys possibility. 
Uh, I don't think Sam. I'm really like scratching my brain here. I think that's about everybody. No Sam. No Cersei. No Jamie. We got Cracklin Oatbran. Um, no Daenerys for sure. Uh, I think that's about it. Lady Elena has that one good line, but not much else. Um, okay. All right. I'm good. I'm good with. Yeah, I'm good with our, our our possibilities here. Let's lose Ed. I I agree with you. Uh, okay. Solid for him becoming you know interim leader, but I think he can go. That leaves us with John Davos, Ramsey, Varys. Dude, I kind of feel like our one through three should stay, man. <laughs> I also, I also kind of feel that way. Although I fucking hate leaving Ramsey on there. I, you know, I uh, kind of gotta give it up I for the see, High Sparrow. See, I wasn't gonna say that. Like, why now? He's been doing this because this entire like I this know, entire time. But we've Why kind now? of what, in, what this, in episode this episode realized like, boy, he kind of is a really good manipulator. Like maybe it's on us that we haven't been giving him enough credit. I feel like the only person that can knock Ramsey down is probably Bran, in my opinion. Okay. I'm gonna say Arya does not make this list. I don't think she does enough. Arya over Varys, really. I think both of them end up going, to be honest. I think it's High Sparrow and Bran. You're probably right, yeah. Okay. I like both of their cases, but I just, I don't think. Bran is almost like a pseudo win for us as the audience in that just we we get to see cool shit. Well, I mean, but also like we're, we're getting a taste of what his power is. Right. And especially where we're at in the show, like... It's a big deal. It's a huge yes. deal. See yeah. what it tastes like. <laughs> um, Give me a piece of that going for later. I don't... You think okay. Bran that high? Yeah, I do. I do. Does um, John stay at one? Does he do... I mean, he wakes up else? and is confused and scared. Hold on, who else? Don't you fucking say Davos. I mean, his speech is real good. <laughs> No, as much as I love Davos, I'm thinking not Mop Man. I'm thinking Bran or High Sparrow should be high. Maybe not that high. Maybe John and Davos stay where they are. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. We move Ramsey down and then I kind of think High Sparrow, I'm guessing you're leaning. The dealer's Bran. choice, man. You put whatever you want. It's fine. They're 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 like close in my in my head. Choices. So yeah, if we want to go high sparrow, I love that we're just letting Davos hang it to our fucking guy. Uh, John has the first seat because of Davos. True, 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 true. Good point. And Mop Man at five. And I'm Mop okay Man with this. Okay, I I I can absolutely shake to that. Okay, that leaves us with Jon Snow and Davos holding firm at one and two. Uh, high sparrow. They're the- holding what firm? <laughs> Don't you wish you knew? Uh, <laughs> High Sparrow, listen, the dude can manipulate with the best of them. Uh, he's kind of now gotten the king of the realm uh, on his, under his control almost. Uh, at three, Cracklin' Oat Brand. We get to see super cool shit. Uh, the dude's got some crazy powers at four. And Ramsey uh, now has one of the last remaining Starks 
in captivity. I feel like we're not giving Ramsey I, <laughs> enough credit there. Probably not. But uh, fuck that guy. Fuck that fuck guy. Fuck that guy for real. And that is who be thrown in once again. John Davos, High Sparrow, Bran, and Ramsey. What do you rate this episode, Scotty? Oh, that's tough. Uh, I'm going to go... I liked it. I, 8.5 for me. I think it's a that's, very that's good episode. That's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah, I think 8.5 8. is also where I'm at. Why do we always copy each other? <laughs> I don't know, man. It's just what we do. It is what uh, we What do. is that other thing that we do, Zach? There's something else we do. Don't ruin my perfect segues, you <laughs> at, you greasy fuck. I hate you. I hate you. <laughs> is that going to be the bit now? You're going to tee up these I perfect fucking I think that's already segues. been the bit. Just, we're bad at it. We're <laughs> unintentionally doing flat. it. My segues oh are amazing. God, dude. Uh, guys, listen, we appreciate y'all for watching and or listening uh, and doing all the things that you do, like liking, commenting, and subscribing if you're new here. Uh, we, we need a little bit of feedback on, on the, uh, the Who Be Thronins list uh, because, yeah, no, 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 we do listen. No, because, ours is perfect. No, 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 because Scott always rides the Davos dick like, oh. ultra hard and I and I need to know if it's mutual <laughs> hey, with our listeners to be fair look, you just go along with it you're like yeah no Davos it too I mean I'll facilitate it I'm alright with that I'll spread your cheeks for you uh, fair enough. <laughs> I'll hold your, your hair <laughs> am I throwing up in Davos's cheeks no, what dude, is you happening just, you, you can't let your hair uh, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 uh, <laughs> Uh, I just, I'm just curious if you guys are riding, riding the, uh, the DD, I, you the know Davos what? dick. I am curious about that too, because I will ride or die for Davos, so. Yeah. Let, I am curious to see what other people's take on him is. Yeah, definitely. Um, so go do that. We would appreciate it. And also, as I'm sure you all know, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at we don't want a pod. Uh, we would definitely appreciate you guys hanging out with us there. We are done. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> We got more shit to record. Get out of here. Get the fuck Get out of here. Get the hell out of my face. Still doing it. Why, why are you still watching?